All right, guys, welcome back to the Short Story Long Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Derrickson, joined by my co-host, Andrew Dial. What's up, you guys? And uh, so it's been a while since we've had like an actual update episode. We've kind of had a busy life doing things, going places, and then the Nate episode kind of took up a couple weeks of our time. So I guess this one's just going to be all about what's going on in our lives and, and cool things that we've done here lately. So um, I guess to rewind a few weeks back to the beginning of May, um, I told you guys my kind of inaugural car cruise of the summer is the spring run that we do every year. It's on Kentucky Derby Day. And uh, that one was pretty uneventful for most of the day. And basically just go from bar to bar and watch all the kind of fanfare leading up to the Kentucky Derby. And then after that, just kind of cruise around and end out the day. So like I said, pretty uneventful for most of the day. And uh, we were coming back to we were coming back to Greenup, and uh, we were on Route 40, and after leaving Casey, and uh, all of a sudden I'm riding in front of uh, Jeremy Sherwood. He's got a 77 square body, and I see his lights flashing behind me, like flashing his brights. So, what the heck? So I I pull over and he pulls over. His front left tire is completely flat, just completely flat. And we're just on the side of Route oh, Route 40, just cars zinging by as fast as can be. And uh, he's like, man, what do we do? What do we do? What if the cops show up? You know, like, we don't want to be out here when the cops show up. So, uh, well, let's find a crossroads or something, somewhere to get kind of pulled off the highway, get out of the way here. And there happened to be a abandoned house, like, I don't know, 100 yards away from where we had stopped. So we pulled it off the road into this abandoned house and we kind of kind of got a game plan of like what we were going to do, like who we're going to call, what are we going to, like we obviously need a trailer or a spare tire, but we don't know anybody that has the five on five spare tire for his, for his Chevy. And like, well, my truck and trailer is all the way back in Effingham. I guess I could, you know, jockey stuff around, but instead I called my buddy Dozer. Which you caught me just right. I uh, was in the middle of a big order for one of my metal shop customers and just hammered it all day out in the metal shop. And I uh, got kind of finished for the day and had some libations, you know. And I wasn't legally able to drive at that point. <clears throat> well, the night before, we had Drag Race the Nova on Test and Tune, I think. Okay. It was a Friday night, yeah. It was a Friday night. So the, yeah, that's right. And uh, so the enclosed enclosed car trailer was already hooked up to my truck. Yep. And my father-in-law and mother-in-law were there eating dinner. And my father-in-law had not been drinking. So Sam calls me. He's like, what are you doing? Maybe you text me first. I don't know. You probably called me. I think I call it. It doesn't matter. And uh, I was like, well, I can't come get you, but let me see if my father-in-law will take me. And he, at that 13 seconds before Sam fell asleep, or before Sam called me, my father-in-law was sitting on the couch falling asleep. Uh And he goes, Dina, which is my mother-in-law, take me home. I'm done. And uh, so 13 seconds later, Sam calls me. You need to come get me. I said, well, I don't have a driver, but let me see if my father-in-law will take me. So I asked him. I said, you want to go pick up Sam on the side of the road? And to my surprise, he was like, yeah, let's do it. So he's like, I need an adventure. 
Good for Jerry. So my wife was highly displeased that her uh, extremely tired father and slightly drunk husband were going for a road trip, but that's what we did. You're not going to tell your grandkids about the time you almost went and rescued someone along the side of the road. So it, uh, you know, it it took a while because he lives in Altamont. Well, halfway to Altamont from Effingham. So it was about an hour drive or so from your house to where we were sitting. And uh, luckily we had, you know, some beverages to keep us company. And uh, meanwhile, my girlfriend's at the next bar because she rode with her dad in in his car. Good call. And she she calls me, where the hell are you two at? She thought we just had like ducked out and gone home. And she's like, there is no way you would have left me. Like you'd have been in serious trouble. So we assured her that we were okay and everything was fine and we had rescue on the way. So about an hour later, Dozer shows up and he pulls in with the, with the enclosed trailer and we get it kind of situated up there and like kind of said our hellos and thanks for coming. And I was in like a, not a bad mood, but I was just kind of in a blah, kind of just whatever mood, like stuff happens, just get over it type of deal. And then Dozer shows up pretty um, enthusiastic, I'll say, because of your um, inebriate or slightly inebriated state, you were in a great mood, which instantly put me in a good mood. So we kind of get everything lined up and Jeremy gets kind of nosed up to the trailer. Well, the little flip down ramp on the enclosed trailer was just a little bit too much of a bump for a rim with no tire, essentially. So (laughs) I told Jeremy, I said, you're going to have to get a little bit of a run at it. And I think he heard get a run at it. (laughs) Like SpongeBob, floor it? Floor it? Floor it? (laughs) So he backs up and he comes hauling ass towards the trailer, which if you have ever had an enclosed trailer, there's two wires that go from the bottom of the ramp door up to a spring tensioner on the top of the trailer. And that's what helps you lift the trailer door. Well, the square body with its West Coast style mirrors happened to be a little bit too wide for the for the wires coming down. And he come in, and I was standing right next to the wire. He come in at a pretty good clip. And that wire <laughs> grabbed the passer side mirror. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he heard, go, go, go. <laughs> so he's going into the trailer. This mirror that is now caught on the wire is winding the spring up and just putting all kind of pressure on it. So I take two steps back. And next thing you know, ejecto cedo passenger mirror over the top of the camper shell. I did the mirror delete. <laughs> the what? <laughs> And uh, it ripped the nut search right out of the door. And uh, he got in the trailer and he stopped and he's like, did I get my mirror? <laughs> and I grabbed it and set it on top of the topper. Yeah, you got your mirror. So then he opens the door and it opens like an inch and a half, which if you know how thick a square body door is, it's a good four inch thick door. Oh, yeah. And it goes open two inches and hits the side of the trailer. He's <laughs> like, I don't think I could get out. And we decided that given the uh, procedure getting it in the trailer, we probably didn't want to get it out and then back in again. So Dozer was like, well, we'll see you in Effingham. (laughs) And uh, I gave him a couple beers and he rode in the trailer all the way back to T-Town. Yeah. So he was like 
doing Facebook posts tagging me like, oh, thanks for the toe. And there's like a picture of the inside of the trailer. He's sending Snapchats. Yeah. He's got his lights on, his turn signals on. He's just listening to music, drinking beer in his, in his truck, in an enclosed trailer, bouncing down the highway. My wife calls me, you didn't even let that guy out of the trailer? Like I would have if we could have. And, and everyone's giving him crap for being a bigger dude. And he was like, listen, there's not a single person on this planet that could have got out of that no truck. Doubt. Yeah. I mean, even crawling through the window would have been difficult for a small person. Which so. hindsight, we should have probably brought the open trailer, but the enclosed trailer was hooked up and we didn't have, the bright side is, is since he was uh, in the truck with an in park with his foot on the brake, we didn't even have to strap it down. Nope. <laughs> he just rode home we to teach. just down. closed the door and, and went and we kind of got turned around a little bit. The pin he dropped me went like one road over. Okay. And so we kind of circled his neighborhood a few times, but finally we found it and we got him kicked out. And and then what happened to you, Sam, well, after that? Well, back the story up, prior to the spring run was Thursday Thunder on Thursday before you went racing on Friday. Okay. And at Thursday Thunder, I got, you know, washed a car, took it to Thursday Thunder, and I pulled up and parked out on the road, and a gentleman came up to me and said, hey, you're leaking something. I was like, oh, no, I'm not leaking nothing. It's just, you know, water from getting it washed. Okay, I just didn't want you to drive off and, and have something wrong, and I'm not going to say he jinxed me because I've been having some issues anyway, but when I get back to my car to go home, there's at least a gallon of antifreeze on the ground. Well, if you know anything about wedge style heads on a factory dodge mopar big block they in their infinite wisdom drilled the exhaust manifold bolts straight into a water jacket therefore you have to use a thread sealant in order to seal the coolant in the threads which is typically not a big deal unless you have really stupid multi-part headers that drag the ground every time you drive and the bolts just work themselves loose so um, Thursday night, I got the car back to the garage, took the headers off Thursday night, and then Friday night installed exhaust manifold studs and put the headers back on so that I could go on the spring run on Saturday. So that was done. That was no big deal. Took me two nights, got it all fixed up. Well, Saturday morning, um, this was obviously the first run of the year. I had a, the fuel gauge was showing a half a tank. So I go to get fuel and it takes a gallon and clicks off. And I'm thinking, man, I've got, you know, a fuel neck issue. It's, you know, it needs at least seven or eight gallon to be full because it's a 16 gallon tank. And put another 50 cents in, clicks off. Put another 75 cents in, clicks off. Put another 50 cents in, spills out. Like, what the hell is going on? So I crawl underneath it, bang on the gas tank. It's full. So I clean up the gas mess and put the nozzle away and we take off and it's like up to three quarters of a tank. So I filled up, I carry now, I carry spare gas with me in the trunk. I got two little two gallon cans that I carry with me and, uh, we took off on the spring run. Well, by the end of the day, about the time that I was leaving that abandoned house following the trailer, I was just at an eighth of a tank of gas, which I'd normally fill it up about that time. And I thought I can make it to T-Town and get gas after I get Jeremy unloaded. Well, I get halfway between Greenup and T-Town and, uh, or no, Greenup and Montrose and starts sputtering on me and I know exactly what's going on. 
I know it's out of fuel. So I just coast as far as I can off the side of the road. I pull off, open the trunk, pour my four gallons of gas in, and about drain the battery trying to get fuel pumped oh, back up yeah. to the carburetor. <laughs> and uh, I skied into Montrose gas station, and uh, they have the 93 ethanol freeware. I was like, perfect. So I click that in the tank, and it's literally pumping at maybe a gallon per hour <laughs> and like i got like 75 cents in in five minutes i hung the nozzle up pushed my car to the next nozzle and put just 87 in it or whatever and got back to t-town just as dozer was pulling out of jeremy's driveway so but the good news is is after i filled the tank up all the way at montrose the fuel gauge started working again so Blessed. Not sure if there was some gunk on it or what the hell was going on there, but that's the first time that's given me trouble, which if you ever had an old car, you know it's always something. So Yes, which is the draw to them, honestly. It, it wouldn't be fun otherwise. Novelty. Yeah. Oh, so then the next thing that happened, and I talked about on Nate's episode, we raced Street Fighter. We were oh, like a whole second off the index and got runner-up by the grace of God. Yep. Uh, cars running way off the number, uh, by my calculations or the internet's calculations, it's down 150 horse. Not good. So my father-in-law tears the motor apart and, uh, finds that the cam button broke on it. Mm -hmm. So that retarded the cam. If you figure the cam was probably advanced and then, and then when it broke, it went retarded. So, I mean, it was probably 15 to 20 degrees retarded cam. So... We were like, no problem. We'll just, this, the cam that's in it works really good. We know what it gets us where we need to go. Go to look. Did not realize that crane cams went out of business. Really? Yep. They are out of business. Google, it says closed permanently and all crane inventory on like Summit and Jegs is listed as out of stock. That is <coughs> not good. So now we're in the hunt, you know. What do you, do you what do you think caused them to go out of business? Assume COVID, like everything else. So do you have the cam card from that cam? We do, yes. So why not just have it custom ground? It's a small block Chevy, can't be too hard. No, but I think we're gonna go bigger. Okay. I think there's room. I talked to Joe Gasper and those heads flow up to like seven hundred lift. Okay. And we're only running like six, like mid sixes. Okay. Lift. So we're going to go a little bigger on the lift. Hopefully the springs, we need to measure the springs, see if they'll be good. Right. And um, we ended up, I think I talked about, we re-ringed the motor thinking that it had ring issues, which the ring gap was huge on it. Yep. And uh, it's got pretty good taper in the boards and stuff. And my father-in-law said that it's a 60 over 400. It's This is probably the last re-ring it's going to get before it goes in the junk. Yep. So I would imagine that car is probably going to have a six liter in it before too, too long. Is that going to be like a winter project or what are we thinking there? I don't know. We'll just see how it does the rest of the year. It's just hard telling. Are you, you're still on the hunt for a cam then or? Yeah, he found a one, a used one over in, uh, over by St. Louis that was just used for like dino time or something. Right. And it's, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's. It's bigger. So the other one was like a 600 lift, but he was running a higher ratio rocker. Right. 
This one's like a 650 lift, so with a higher ratio rocker, it'll probably be closer to 12 or 7. Sure. Uh, which doesn't matter. I mean, the car operate. I mean, we idle the car at 1300 RPM. Sure. So it's not that big a deal. Uh, but we got that new converter and stuff, so hopefully we put the cam in and maybe put a bigger cam in and might run like a scalded ass ape, hopefully. It might. But uh, so that's that. So we. My father-in-law is on a road trip to see family throughout the United States, so he'll be gone for a month. I kind of hinted at fixing the car while he was gone, and he basically told me, don't worry about it, and I took that as my hint not to touch it. So we are going to miss the next Street Fighter, unfortunately, um, which will hurt on the points. I was thinking about trying to find a ride for that, you know, see if I get someone, but I really don't know. Kyle's about the only person I can think of, and I don't know if he'd let me run his car or not. But Well, I don't think it'd be legal for Street Fighter. Uh, those All those rules kind of went out the window. Okay. All right. So Street Fighter's just basically a 650 index, and your car has to look look like you'd be driven on the street. You know, no stickers, no, you know, obvious plexiglass, window net, stuff like that. Okay. So. Fair enough. His would pass. His looks like, you know, it's a nice door car, essentially. Okay. Fair enough. So uh, that's kind of what's new in my life. Uh, Still trying to get to my Falcon. I just cannot get to that thing. Um, It breaks my heart, honestly. But yeah, we looked at it today and it's just, just lonely in the garage. I need to there. start doing the, like the one thing a day on it. Like yep. do what I need to do in the garage and then work on it for 15 minutes. Just, just get one thing started and accomplished or whatever. Right. I got you. So I need to get some parts ordered. So speaking of part, I need to get some nine inch parts. I've got a ton of parts for the car. Mm-hmm. So I, me and Sam heard, or Sam and I, for being, you know, grammatically, gr- correct. yeah, correct on this podcast, heard through the grapevine to buckle up. Holly is going to have the biggest sale of their life over Memorial Day, and we kind of forgot about it. Well, one of our listeners and friends, Matthew Garderwine, sent me a like a four hundred dollar fuel pump they were selling for thirty four dollars, and he's like, I'm buying this. And I'm like, there's no way that's right. That's a typo. Well, I knew Sam might need a bigger fuel pump for his twin turbo dart. So I sent it to Sam and Sam's like, what's this? And I was like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay. So Sam, that was like in the morning, fast forward in the afternoon, Sam calls me. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm, I'm working, you know? And he's like, you need to be on Holly's website. I was like, what you mean? And he's like, that fuel pump is just one of like 900 or 9,000 9, items. 9,000 items. 9,000 items they have on sale. So I jumped back on the clearance section. Dude, they had like $400 ignition boxes for 60 bucks. They had like fuel rails. I, my, the most notable thing is they had like LS, like front accessory kits. Yep. They're like stubby accessory kits, like 2500 retail. They were like 160 bucks. Yeah. Uh, just giving stuff away. So the, the Friday afternoon, I had some meetings at work. And as, as in between meetings, I was putting stuff in my cart. The number one thing I wanted was they had a 120 amp one wire Ford alternator. Cool. And I, I wanted that for the car. Like that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, when I went to check out Friday night, it was sold out yep. and it took it out of my cart. It took one other thing out of my cart, which I can't remember. And 
but I ended up with some header wrap, which Sam found is cheap, like $80 roll of header wrap, I think was $7. Yep. $7.90. Looking at it right now. Um, they had thread locker on there for what, like 30, 40, 50 cents, 80 cents for a tube of Mr. Gasket thread locker red. Uh, my favorite and most exciting thing was the, like the, like steel core rubber differential gaskets oh yeah the um the it used to be lube locker lube locker was, was yeah. the name of them but these are made by mr gasket so i'll go through my i'll go through my my they order like form here 30 dollar diff gaskets for four dollars yeah why don't you pull your order form up in your email while i'm going over mine so i got three t-shirts um from past mo parties for one was three dollars one was dollar sixty and one was another three dollars um i got five points and condenser repair sets for my dad's bike, which if you know anything about points, if you leave the key on, you'll burn the points up because they're just touching the whole time. And it's like a major sticking point. Well, a electronic distributor for my dad's bike is like $900. So we opted for the points and condenser style. So I got five of those. I got new fuel tank straps for my dart for $16. I got five rolls of header wrap for $7. 90 cents a piece. Like he said, there were like $80 rolls of header wrap. I got one of those uh, thermo caps, radiator thermo caps. It's got a little temperature gauge in the radiator cap for $10. Um, probably the most useless thing that I bought that I just couldn't not buy was a amped throttle booster kit with power switch for my Dodge diesel pickup truck. It was $39 and retail on it was like $500, like $499. I was like, screw it. Why not? Then uh, the differential gaskets, like he was saying, I got there. They were three dollars and seventy cents for one, and four dollars and fifty cents for another. Um, I got a high flow water pump for a Mopar for twenty seven bucks. That uh, four hundred dollar in tank fuel pump for thirty four dollars and twenty three cents. Um, a couple sets of fabricated valve covers for a, a big block Mopar, and then a dollar sixty for one of those little tri wing. Uh, air cleaner nuts no i saw that on your list i thought that yeah. was funny so mine i got a winch cover which was like three dollars because our flatbed trailer has a winch or has a spot for a winch on it and it's nice to keep a cover on it uh i got some quick fuel like black anodized valve covers for my small block ford they were like normally 250 dollars. it was 34 dollars uh, the exhaust wrap, the diff covers. The My most expensive thing I got was not even for me. Yeah. Uh, I got Samuel a MSD Dynaforce high-speed starter. It's like 2,400 RPM starter. So I had it in my car, and then it did the same thing to me. said it was out of stock, and it kicked it out of my car. And then I sent the part number to Dozer, and he said, well, it's still in stock in my end. So he went ahead and ordered me one. It was like 600 and some dollars starter. And... It was what, 120 bucks? 175. 175 bucks. Yeah, you owe me 175 dollars. Okay, I'll I'll get you back. Bet you will. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, did I need it? Probably not. But I mean, I kind of chalked. I was gonna put a Dodge Dakota starter on the Hemi because that's what's on the Dart and it works phenomenal. But I mean, they're a hundred dollars for one of those mm -hmm. from O'Reilly's plus a core. So I mean, screw it. Like for another 75 bucks. And then, and then worst case scenario, I could sell it at a Mopar swap meet or something if I hated it or right. whatever. So. so then my favorite 
thing, maybe. I don't know if favorite is right or not, but I bought <laughs> White Box Speed Shop, which I'm sure is a generic brand. It's like a knockoff Flowmaster. It was two in, single out. Okay. Two, two and a half inch in, single out mufflers. $14. Hell yeah. $14. And so I thought, oh, I'll use one of those on my Jeep for sure when I LS swap it. And then the other one I'll just keep on the shelf. And then I bought some LED work lights that were cheap. And that was it. I wanted to get the alternator is the only thing I really cared to get. And I didn't get it. That's pretty shitty. Yes. Pretty sad about that. So by the time you hear this, the thing will probably be over. Yeah. Today is Memorial Day and the sale ends today. So unfortunately, by the time this comes out in a week and a half or whatever, it will be over. But if you did catch anything on this sale, please write in us and let us know what you got because there's some killer deals on here. Oh, I did get uh, like a $85 set of spark plug wires for my small block, uh, $87 for $17. Nice. And they're MSD brand, so no Mallory. And then, uh, so my girlfriend has a 70 Mach 1 Mustang and she's in the process of restoring it and there was just an absolute plethora of stuff available for that car. Not a whole lot of Mopar stuff, but Ford stuff they had a bunch of. So I spent $1,000 on parts for her car, and retail was over five grand. And I haven't even added it up yet, but just rough math in my head, over five grand. She so didn't tell you thank you. She did tell me thank nice. you, yes. So I got floor mats for 27 bucks, a bunch of a whole bunch of like little bitty interior parts that were just like, crazy cheap like here's the the inside door handle chrome inside door handle seven dollars normally 50 bucks um the hood latch 24 dollars normally 100 bucks um the this was telling you about earlier the firewall to tower brace those little metal arms Mm -hmm. those are like 150 bucks for 22 bucks um quarter glass that's normally like 300 dollars for 40 bucks um what's that oh uh, trunk lid hinges for twenty seven bucks, normally like hundred fifty. Window regulators for twelve and ten dollars are normally way over a hundred. Um, Electric water pumps were big time on sale, like four or five hundred dollar water pumps were like thirty to forty bucks. Which, after my experience with electric water pumps, I'm 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 straight. I don't need any electric water pumps in my life. So <laughs> maybe if I was building a drag car, right. But uh, just a whole bunch of little parts, little chrome, little trim, little things like that would be just impossible to pass up on for the three or four dollars that it cost. I mean, here's like the chrome trim around the right rear wheel opening, three dollars and eighty nine cents. Like that's a hundred dollar piece of chrome in a swap meet for three freaking dollars. Right. Um, and then uh, uh oh, a uh, a headliner for twenty bucks. Um, a whole carpet kit. Did you like search by year, make and model? Yeah, find all that? yeah. I just put her year, make and model in, and just there was like nine pages of stuff, and we were just sitting there watching the kids play in the swimming pool, and just add to cart, add to cart, add to cart, and then I, I was like, "Baby, owe me a thousand bucks." She's like, "What'd you all buy?" <laughs> I was like, five grand worth of shit. Calm down." <laughs> oh shoot! If she wants to say she's a car girl, this is the price. Yeah, well, she wrote me a check to pay me back today. Nice. So. You, do you want a check or do you want cash for your starter I'd purchase? I prefer to have cash. It would be amazing. Fair enough. I could probably make that happen. We could do a check if we got to. 
Well, I got cash because I sold the ZJ. Oh, nice. So that's gone out of my life. And uh, as soon as Jason is done with the uh, XJ, I will be listing it for sale too because the the WK2 will be going to get the Hemi put in it that I actually assembled last weekend. It's ready to go in the Jeep. Which Sam's now in love with the third-gen Hemi. I, I am... Very on the fence between putting twins on the Dart and building the core Hemi out of the Jeep and putting that in the Dart. I think I think what's going to stop me is transmission selection. Um, I plan on spending the uh, hour and a half or whatever to go to the seminar at Mo Party this year. Since I'm going to Mo Party, I figure I could spare an hour and a half to go sit to that seminar. And talk myself in or out of doing a hemi swap. So. From my understanding, your 727 will bolt up to it. Uh, don't you need like a special converter or some kind of adapter plate or something? Possibly. Anyway, I have not done zero research, but after assembling one in my garage, I am, I am a late model, anything, proponent now. I mean, just. Take apart and put together an old engine, and then take apart and put together a new engine. You gotta like dab the silicone in the corners and shit. Yeah, you don't. I mean, everything's a rubber molded over metal gasket, reusable. Um, everything like literally, they are built for millennials to put together because millennials put them together. And I mean, you. I mean, you can't screw it up. Like everything's directional, everything's labeled and barked, and like the only the only trouble I ran into was I learned a lesson about tortilled fasteners. When you're on Rock Auto, instead of buying the eight dollar ones, you should probably buy the fifteen dollar ones. Um, and I accidentally double ordered head gasket or head bolt kits for the Hemi, thinking that there was two required, like one per side, one per head, yeah, and. I'm pretty sure that's how they were listed on the website, but there was enough bolts in each kit to do both heads. So I stretched four, uh, three bolts on one head and one bolt on the other head, trying to get to the 90 degree torque spec. And I luckily had plenty more where that came from. So now I have <laughs> one of those like trait, like would you trade, uh, 2019 <laughs> head bolts for a 5.7 yes. Hemi. <laughs> yeah, not even all of them. Yeah. I know what I got. Oh, shoot. So, yeah, but putting that together was a piece of cake. And uh, now, I, like he said, I'm singing the praises of the 5.7 Hemi. So I know my father-in-law. He's pretty old school, but he is in love with the LS. Yeah. So it's just something about one-piece gaskets and six-bolt mains and factory roller cams that just really does it for a guy. They and they make very good power, just completely out of the box. And then a lot of times with a small cam change, you can get very good power out of a pretty stock motor. What are you looking up over there? Well, I was trying to see if. if that alternator, because like <clears throat> your starter was out of stock, and then it was back, and then it was stock. back, and I was trying to see if my alternator was back, and I've not even found it yet, fortunately. But Jeremy just texts me and says he will not be able to make it tonight. Damn it! Oh well. So that's super unfortunate. That sucks. So, 
You want to talk about Kansas? Uh, yeah, I guess we can go to there next. Well, did you have anything before then? Uh, I guess not interesting, but... Dad's bike is not done, and the uh, Legacy Harley-Davidson bike show came and went, and it was a good time, and they're going to do it again next year, so... You missed all your, you missed all your things this year. That's just unfortunate. You missed uh, getting your Hemi done for the... Spring uh, run. Spring run, and missed the bike show, and I'm going to miss... T-Town Cruise. I mean, we are losers, I guess, honestly. Yeah, we suck. So, anyway. Oh, let's see. Rewind to a couple of weeks ago, and we were given... Maybe I should start this. Okay, you start it. So, I was waking up in the morning, and I have a Facebook message from Jason. It is an LS-swapped Jeep Comanche MJ which is a decently rare Jeep truck from like the late eighties, early nineties. They only made them what, like six years, maybe. And, uh, I was like, dude, like it it was second gen front clip swapped, which is exactly what I wanted. It was basically the Jeep Sam wanted. And I said, you should send that to Sam. And I don't know if he sent it to you or not, but I sent it to you and you're like, I can't see it. I'm not on that page. So I screenshotted it and sent you the screenshots. Didn't hear back. So basically I've had my MJ for, I don't know, four or five months now. I, well, maybe longer than that. I bought it last year maybe. Um, cause it was a good deal with the intention of putting a second gen front clip on it and an LS in it and making it still sitting in my house, by the way, the, the, the 5.3. Okay. Well, you're going to buy it back, so it's no big deal. Am I? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so Dozer sends me this, and I didn't really hear – I didn't say anything back because I was kind of like, whatever. Like, I don't – it was listed for $6,500. I don't really want to spend that kind of money. It just seems like kind of a waste or whatever. And a couple days later, it was still there, and – uh he was kind of razzing me, maybe, about being kind of a, I don't know, being more like our buddy Jason and needing to mentally prepare to go do something like this. And he made a good point about it, really fast-forwarding the whole Jeep project by like a year. Well, it's how I spelled it. I was like, you can sell everything you got and pay for this, and it's done. That's true. Because he's got a motor, transmission, and a Jeep. And I was like, you can fix your Jeep and sell it for 4,500 bucks, sell a motor and transmission transfer case for, that's got a cam in it, uh, for like 1,500. I was like, there's the 6,000 they're asking. So, and that's kind of the last I heard of it. So what, what really interested me is I, I read the ad again. It had a Holly Terminator X system on it. And I know those are pretty high dollar. And I got to look into the pictures a little more, and it looked like a pretty fairly well put together rig. So I messaged a dude, hey, do you have any more pictures or videos of it running or whatever? And right away he got back with me and uh, he gave me the videos, and I sent them over to Dozer. And what did you say after I sent them well, to you? Well, I don't, I'm pretty sure I just said, yeah, with like three question marks. Yeah. So um, fast, that was, a, that was a Wednesday. Then on Thursday, Thursday, we, we were working on my rental house. Yeah. You had some sewer issues at the rental. 
and we were it was me, Dozer, and Cody basically fixing the where they had trenched in the new sewer line. And uh I messaged the guy something to the effect of like, would you take any basically rewind or how to get a deal on marketplace? I was pulling out all the stops. And because you're most dangerous when you don't absolutely have to have something. Right. So he was at it on the ad, like it was originally 9,500. Then he reduced it, reduced it, reduced it to 6,500. And when I messaged him, he said, 5,500, come get it this weekend. So I was like, well, shit. So I tell Dozer we're still scooping rock and playing with poopy pipe, dirt, and everything else. And um, I'm still messaging back and forth just a little bit here and there. And uh, I asked him what transfer case I had. And he told me it was two-wheel drive. And I was like, well, shit, I'm not interested, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he basically said, if I can keep this $100 set of wheels and tires that comes with it, I'll let it go for five grand. So I was like, Dozer, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> He's like, what do you even say? You're like, I, you're not going to get a command here. So <laughs> I don't like, know. But uh, long story short, I twisted him arm, twisted his arm well, to go. The problem was is I wanted to race Street Fighter Saturday. Oh, yeah. And the car wasn't put together yet. We didn't know about the cam or anything like that at that point. So I was like, I got to get it ready. Like, <clears throat> you're, you asked me, what are you doing Saturday? I said, I'm racing Street Fighter. Okay. And... I was like, let's do it Sunday. And somehow, for some reason, we decided that Friday night after work was the ticket. So I told my wife, I was like, so, um, might be going to Kansas, which it wasn't even in Kansas. It had a Kansas title, I think, is what the. It was a Missouri title, but you had a Kansas city. It was listed as Kansas City in Mar- on Marketplace. And so, the dude worked in Kansas City, but he lived like, I don't know, 45 minutes. She's like, this what way. did you buy? I was like, well, I it's I said, it's a business expense. She's <laughs> like, what? She's like, then she's like getting pissed. I'm like, Sam bought a Jeep. It's a business expense for the podcast. Right. And, you know, for the story, because we make an episode about it. And uh, she just laughed. She's like, well, whatever, you know. So we loaded up at 3.30 on yep. Friday afternoon. And headed west with Sam's truck and trailer. And uh, fortunately, but unfortunately, it was pretty uneventful, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there were really nothing to report. We just, I mean, there was a couple accidents and a couple construction things that we had to deal with. But all in all, a pretty uneventful trip, which is exactly what you want on a road trip. Right. And it was raining. Which we were told we were idiots for driving in the rain. Yes. And apparently I'm a boomer because I like driving in the rain. That's something boomers do or something. Uh, I, I don't guess. know. My father-in-law is all about driving in the rain. Keeps the trailer tires cool. It does. It does. Legitimately. So anyway, we uh, <sighs> we took off at 3.30. I had everything ready to go. I had straps and tools and jumper pack and all the things uh, in the truck and the cash in the wallet. And at 3.30... We invited boss man Thursday night and he said, yeah, maybe, or I don't remember what he even uh, said. Yeah, I don't know. And cause he's like, how do I get an invite? Like, you want to go? And he said, sure. So at three o'clock before I got off work, I called him. He didn't answer. And, uh, we ended up taking off anyway. And like four thirty, he calls us, where'd you guys at? And we were already almost all the way to St. Louis at that point. And he was like, well, I guess it's too late to 
too late to tag along now, so oh well. But uh, it was all right. We got there at like right around what ten o'clock or so, maybe. And yeah, something around that. That sounds about right. And maybe nine. I think it's like nine forty-five. Super nice kid. Real Super weird. Nice. Real weird neighborhood. Um, he had a real weird, weird shop. So there was like security cameras on the outside of his shop. And on the inside of his shop, there was dentist lights like that. The dentist when you used to like work on your mouth or hanging from the ceiling. Two of them. We're like, what in the world? So I don't know what kind of back alley like surgery place this was in a former life, but he had just got it a couple months ago and 21 years old, this kid. And he had a XJ with coilovers front and rear. Tons. Well, 44-60. Oh, was it? Okay. Suck down winch. Suck down winches. Full cage. A hybrid cage. It's a beautiful looking Jeep. Mm-hmm. And then he had an OBS Ford with a 7.3 diesel. And then he had this Comanche. And the reason he built it in two-wheel drive was because it was going to be his like kind of street strip kind of muscle truck, I guess. And then he ended up buying a C5 Corvette. Corvette. And he had that in the garage too. And he's like, this is way faster than that Comanche will ever be. So I'm getting rid of the Comanche. And we got to talk a little more, a little more, a little more. He ended up throwing in an extra fender and a hood for the for the MJ. And then he had like four extra tailgates. And he, he said he just liked collecting them because he liked them. Well, I need one for my MJ, my older one. And uh, so I bought it off of him for like a hundred bucks or whatever. And then he threw in an AW4 out of an older Jeep Cherokee that Jason can use on his Jeep, even though he won't because he's a bitch. And, uh, but he, like I said, he threw that in for free and, uh, we got everything loaded up and then got to talking to him a little more. And we're like, now that it's loaded on the trailer, like how come you haven't sold this yet? Cause it's been for right. sale for a while. And he said, well, i had lots and lots of comments and people messaged me, but you're the first people to actually show up, which I can totally say that on, on a project like that, it's not done. Like I think your buying circle is probably pretty small on something like that. He said he had a guy offer him the full 6,500, but he had to tow it to Kansas city to get it out of it. Well, he didn't have the money to fix his OBS Ford. Right. So that he could deliver it. it. So he he sold the MJ to pay for his OBS Ford repair bill, which nothing against the kid, twenty one years old, he's got a axle swap linked coilover Jeep, a diesel truck, and a C five Corvette and an LS swapped MJ, and he just bought a house. Like maybe you need to readjust your priorities a little bit, um, but. You know, more power to you. I, I think guess. they're right where they need to be. At my age, I would. I wish I'd have pissed more money away when I was that age. Right. <clears throat> I did not have near as much fun as I should have before I started getting responsibilities and kids and junk. Yeah, so this is Rugrats says responsibilities. Responsibilities. So, so I told him I was like I like basically wanted to do the like Billy Madison, you know, where you grab his face and like oh, for the love it. of God, cherish <laughs> it. <laughs> so don't ever leave. <laughs> and yeah, and then we told him too, because like when we were in at the Henrietta Hot Rod shop, we were like, these are the best days of our lives, and we didn't believe it. You kept saying it, we didn't yeah. believe it. And Sam's like, I hope not. And and we told him that this these are the best days of your lives right now. So 
Oh, shoot. So we loaded up, headed home, and, uh, man, that was the longest five-hour trip home. It was, I was struggling. Like, finally, about middle of Missouri, I was like, Sam, like, I know I'm supposed to be a co-pilot, and I'm supposed to be talking to you and stuff. I was like, I got I to gotta take a nap. And you're like, no problem. Like, I'm feeling good. And so I kind of rested my eyes for maybe, I don't know how long, 20, 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I woke up, and <clears throat> we got into St. Louis and stopped and got gas. Because it, it was cheap. It was three twenty-five for per diesel. gallon of diesel. Yep. Filled up in the ghetto. There was po- there were security guards at the gas station. That's how you know it's a good one. Yeah. So deals were had, mm-hmm. and I uh, I drove us home from St. Louis to home, and I was feeling pretty good. I think maybe I got a pack of gum. Chew on some gum and Sam. I I don't think the dude played a bad song on the. I mean, you were DJing on point. I don't think there was a single bad song the whole ten hour drive. We were jamming out for sure. It was Spotify, feeling good. Yeah. Spotify was on point. So. It, the algorithm. The algorithm was touching my soul. Yep. It was. It was a good playlist. I was like, like it was banger after banger. I was like, and I wasn't even controlling it. I was just. I just, it was my phone, you know, and I was like, damn, let, listen to this song. Yeah, you know? we were digging it. So, so. it was fun. Uh, it, no crazy, lost a wheel and ratchet strapped it up and made a new one out of a hay bale. And, you know, I'm glad it didn't happen. In hindsight, it's kind of it was kind of a boring trip, but. That's what you want, did though. It. So we rolled in. I think I got home at 3.15. Yep. And I usually only sleep about six hours a night anyway. No, it was later than that because I, I, I went to bed. Well, maybe I took a shower first. Right. I don't know. And you're another 20 minutes home from my house. Yeah. So I, I got home about 3.15. I got home like 3.30. I, I took a shower, went to bed. And I mean, I, I woke up at like 8.30 the next morning. So I, I got like five hours of sleep, which was fine. I can operate on that every now and again. But I am just not made for that overnight stuff like you and Cody are. Yeah. Or were or whatever. Well, you still do quite a bit of a, I got up at 7 after going to bed at 3.30. So, so it, uh, it was fun. It caught up with me Sunday night, though. Yeah. I felt pretty good Saturday night, but Sunday night I crashed. You'll have that. So it was cool. It was fun. So, sit, so sit rep on the Jeep. Um, it is licensed and insured currently. Um, I drove it to get uh, booze the other day for the podcast studio and thought I overheated it. And for the life of me, I cannot get the Terminator system to pull up a coolant temperature sensor. I, I've been all the way through it, and I cannot figure it out. Um, one thing I did learn is that it will not start if the batteries are below 9 volts because the coils need more than 9 volts to fire. And I shut it off at the gas station the other day to get gas, and it would not restart. And I walked five blocks home from Casey's to get the jumper pack. To the, go, the automotive walk of shame. The automotive walk of shame to go get the jumper pack and go back to the gas station, fired up, and then fired right up when it, once I had 12 volts. So um, there's going to be a lo- lot of little things. Like the there's three fans on the radiator and one on the tranny cooler, and they all turn on with the key. And for whatever reason, I have no idea. There's a fan switch on the dash that he said he wired around straight to ignition hot. Maybe he forgot to turn them on once. I don't know. But needless to say, all four of those fans running drains the battery enough that it needs more voltage than that to start. So that's an issue. And then when I thought it was overheating, um, I had it fired up 
And when Dozer just come over here tonight, come to find out that he has the overflow for the radiator plumbed incorrectly, and essentially it's not building any pressure in the radiator because the is it the coolant bypass from the head? What's that well, called? Well, so like I don't know what it's called, but the LS motor has like a small water line that comes off the top of the heads. Like a coolant bleed or something. Right, like the bleed air out and stuff. And that's supposed to go into your coolant system. Well, this dude's got it plumbed to the freaking overflow. overflow. So as soon as the thermostat open, it just pours water out. Straight onto the air filter, which is a brilliant Straight design. Straight onto the air filter, which is, you know, I think that's what makes the engine water cooled, I believe. <laughs> that's, uh, that's water injection. The truck pullers do it all the time. Oh, uh, So I was like, dude, that ain't right. And you were kind of like confused on what I was talking about. And so I pulled the line off the T and it was just squirting <laughs> water out. You're like, oh, ah. Now, now I see. All right, then. Well, because you kept saying you need to plumb it into the radiator like, it's in the radiator. Well, where there was a disconnect was there is no spot in the radiator to plumb it. Like, we got to make that. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to order on Amazon, like, that coolant tea like we talked about. Yeah, so. you'll be golden. You'll be good to go. So, yeah, there's just a bunch of little stuff, but it's got a bunch of good parts. So if a guy spends some time tuning it and unmessing up all the crap, like, there's a Dana 35. Like, you cannot, you cannot put a 5.3 in front of a Dana 35. But luckily, it's open diff, so hopefully it lives until I get an 8.8 or something swapped in there. Yeah, put an 8.8 in there. or That 8.8 would be your cheapest, best option. Well, considering I own one. Yeah. So that's... That's, that's already got the purchase welded onto it for an MJ. Yeah, that's... Is that's, it spring under or spring over? It's spring over. So you're spring under now. Yeah. So you're going to lift it. Yeah, I got the fucking long arms for it. Well, I thought you were going to make it a drag truck. No, I'm not making it a drag truck. <sighs> I don't... Well, it it would be slow. It would be disappointing. <sighs> it's got a boost reference fuel pressure regulator. Oh, I mean, God. Whatever. Well, uh, you got a 9-inch narrowing jig now. Find me a 9-inch. We'll put a 9-inch in. Put an 8-8 in it. Same bolt pattern, factory disc brakes. Okay, well... If you got an 8.8 for sale, hit me up because I'll buy it and then we'll make a drag truck. And then I'll still LS swap the other Comanche <laughs> and then make that one a mall crawler. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> oh, oh shoot. And then today, so we spent a little time uh, yesterday. Went out to Cody's and uh, hung out on his new lake. Well, we say lake property. It's his property out by the lake. It's not on the lake. Right. Um. And that was fun. Did some, kids went fishing at the pond and rode golf carts and razors and stuff. And that was a really good time. I heard Blakely got traumatized for life. Yes. Peter Pants, in fact, because a fish flopped at her. And uh, then today, Sam came over and shot some guns that he has owned but have, has not shot. And I shot some guns and my son Wyatt kind of shot with us. And, and uh, it was a pretty good Memorial Day, really. So I have not mentioned yet, we need, we need to do the gun episode soon. Yeah, we, we need to get to. Zeth on here, do the gun episode, but I have a 16-inch twenty two pistol. Oh, yes, the Joker gun. The Joker gun, and it's useless and asinine, but it's cool. <laughs> um, then which I got is a, like half the stuff you own, honestly. Which you, yeah, yeah, my entire arsenal is just complete bullshit, like nothing practical at all. Like the most practical thing I own is my 870. So anyway. Um, You're Frankie. That's not practical either. Yes, it is. 
I guess you go bird hunting with yeah, it. Yeah, you can go bird hunting with it. You can go bird hunting with an A70. <sighs> anyway, um, oh. so that and then the 44 Magnum Henry Revo- uh, Henry lever action that my girlfriend got me for my birthday shot that a dollar per shot for 44 Magnum, if you're wondering. Um, but a freaking boatload of fun. So yeah, we we're shooting at some metal targets, and it makes them go ding pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, we got that going. And, uh, then, so while Dozer was at, uh, the lake property, I was at Michael Flynn's. He had a big Memorial day cook off, like camp out and side by side ride and everything. And I mentioned before, there's some South Africans working at the equity mm-hmm. and they were there and they brought a, so like two or three suitcases for clothes with them. And then one whole suitcase of spices and seasonings because they say that our spices and seasonings are trash. Okay. So. Like Nate said, we think ketchup spicy. Yeah. So like. I'll Which made a, me laugh. I was thinking about that and my father-in-law sweats when he eats ketchup. My, my sister thinks that ketchup is spicy. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> that's out. a thing. A shout out. Yep. Um, so they made oxtail. Well. There's, we don't have oxen here, so it's just cow tail. But they made it in a big cast iron cauldron, and they brought their spices along. And I, after I tried it, I asked them, I said, I, I honestly, I thought it was going to be spicier, like, like, like hot, like pepper hot. And he said, well, when we cook it at home, it is, but they cooked for like 35 people. They didn't want to make it too spicy because kids were eating everything that like we made it flavorful but not spicy like we would put chilies in it and this and this and i was like well we need to make it again when it's just us like just seven or eight of us to eat it because i think that would have really made it because they basically it's pretty awesome they uh you know onion and seasoning and then (laughs) it was pretty like i don't know like like the pilgrims i guess because we built a fire in a fire pit and then had a big cast iron cauldron, like big, I'm talking like 24 inch across 16 Mm -hmm. inch deep cauldron and probably put seven or eight pounds of these cow tails in there. And then they, they basically sauteed them up and got them brown. And then we drug the garden hose over and put two or three gallon of water in the cauldron over the fire and then let it boil and cook for like six hours. And then it was essentially like a pot roast with bones in it is, is basically what it turned out to be. Um, you know, there's mushrooms and carrots and onions and um, just anything you can think of. It was just mm-hmm. a big pot roast type soup, but it was had a very different flavor because they're spices. It remind like they, after they put it in there, they get, I threw away their packets of spices or whatever. And I, got a little taste on my finger and it had a very like a like a seasoning salt base but it had you could tell it had like some curry and some peppers and some other spices in it but it had a very like seasoning salt base to it and i'm like man you you shit talk our seasonings but like i could i could probably come pretty close to replicating this exact recipe right with stuff i have at home right yeah so but whatever you know not to knock them but it it was freaking delicious so um, never had it before. And like, I wouldn't seek it out. Cause like, I'm not a big fan of bones in my food. 
like whether it be chicken wings or or whatever, like I'd rather the bones not be in it when it's on my plate. So the only thing I like bones in is steaks. I think it makes them uh, more moist. Okay, like a T-bone or whatever. T-bone or bone-in pork chops. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So anyway, um, but I think I think the I think the bones being in the tails was key to the flavor because like the marrow was you know cooking out mm-hmm. of the bones and into into the soup or whatever. So I could totally see why they do it like that. But um, yeah, if you've never had it before, I, I tell everybody like don't knock it till you try it. Like it sounds right. kind of weird. Like uh, the lengua tacos at the taco truck over there. Um, Russ Willenberg was eating them. He's like, just try one, just try one. Well, it's cow tongue and to look and cook, to look at and to cook a cow tongue is disgusting. They look awful, all the cartilage and tendon and fat that's on them. But once you cook it and you get all that crap out of there, like the meat itself is tender and delicious. So, you know, if, if I were to give you one, you know, like my girlfriend, absolutely hell no, full stop, no questions asked, will not even try it. Like, if I just put one in front of you and tell you to take a bite of it, you'll be like, wow, that's, that's pretty good. What is it? It's cow tongue. And then you'd spit it out. But to right. taste like, so like I've kind of got that attitude when it comes to food. Like I'll try it. Like I'll, I'll at least try it. And that's, that's how I count out. I like sushi. Cause like, oh, okay. when you think like, I don't want to eat raw fish. Well, there's a lot of sushi that's cooked, but anyway, like I don't want to eat raw fish and you try like, wow, this is pretty damn good, you know? So you don't know what you're missing out in life. And, and I give, I give Amanda a hard time all the time because, like, we'll go to a restaurant and she'll order the same thing every time. And I'm like, why do you do that? You're like, I, I don't understand it. Like, I try to try something different every time. Like, I know what I like, but I'm going to try, you know, I'll try something different. And her excuse, which I'll give this some validity, she doesn't want to pay for something she doesn't like. So if she gets something and doesn't like it, then she'll be mad that she spent 10 bucks on a meal that she doesn't like. Well, eh, I, I get that. but. What what if that $10 got you something that just changes your life, number one? And number two, like, at the end of the day, it's food. Like, it, right. you know, I'm going to eat it. And I may not like it or love it, but I'm going to eat it and be satisfied and full. And and worst case scenario, is disgusting, and that was a $10 lesson. You know what I mean? Right. Like, don't order that again. But, nope, you go to... Any Mexican restaurant, like she'll read the menu. Like I'm throwing her way under the bus here, but she'll read the menu for 15 minutes. Like, what are you gonna get? I don't know. I don't know. And then like the waiter will come, and I'll be like, I'll take this or that, and she'll be like, I'll take a chicken chimichanga, no beans. Okay. So then she's all like, Why'd you order the same? I panicked. Like <laughs> you had 15 minutes to find some. I don't know. I just, ah, I don't know. Like the, he came back too quick. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I did that at the Mexican restaurant the other night. I was like, I'm gonna try something new. I get this. I get there's like there's like two things I get at the Mexican restaurant. Well, three, I guess. And I picked something that was totally different. I did not like it as much as my normal thing. Okay. But I still ate the whole thing and I was full. Mm-hmm. And so, you know not to order it again. Right. I don't even remember what it was. So. So like upstairs, I have the China Express menu. It was pork. It was like a pork burrito. Oh, those are my favorite. It was pretty good. Those it had red my... sauce on it. If it would have had some more queso, it'd have been so. So when so pro tip, um, like carnitas burrito, mm-hmm. which is like it's like pork loin, and it's simmered in beer for like eight hours. Okay, that's why it's so tender and moist. Tell them no red sauce, 
and put queso. Like oh, if, like, that would like be a, my like, jam. Like at El Ranch, if you tell them no red sauce, they'll just be queso on it. But like depending where you're at, you got to have them put queso on it. But no red sauce and queso, oh, my God. That Dude, is I'm my trying, jam. Let's go right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Are they still open? It's Probably not. It's, they're, they're closed. Damn. Maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, I'll probably be working. Uh, lame. I need to start working on that Falcon. Yeah, you do actually. It's the number one thing on my mind. So let let's let's right here right now on the air. Let's oh, pros and cons the six liter versus the three hundred two turbo. Because you messaged me earlier today, I think I'm just gonna put that six liter because you you decided definitively yesterday that we're not putting the six liter in the Jeep. So go from there overnight. You're because then you text me like earlier or late late last night or early this morning about the the Falcon. So start yesterday with your decision not to LS swap the Jeep. Well, I was driving down the road with my Jeep with the stock six cylinder in it, and I was like, I'm, "So there I was, there I was, uh, driving the Jeep, and I was doing seventy mile an hour down the highway, and I was like, you know, this ain't bad, and like off road, like yeah, it doesn't have a ton of power, but like." The six liter when I put it in there is going to have five three heads and a cam. It's probably going to make almost five hundred horse to the crank. Yep. And it's just I've got Dana forty fours and thirty sevens. I've got chromoly axle shafts, but it's probably going to start breaking. You're going to find and, weak links. Fast. And right now, when I go wheeling, like if I need to bump it, I just floor it. Yeah. And it just is fine. And it's was, ju- it just works. And it's been really a roller coaster today because yesterday I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not else. I'm not LS swapping my Jeep. It, just, it works fine. Yep. Well, then like you get that like half awake, half asleep thing in the morning. You kind of start thinking about it. And I was like, I have a turbo 350 mm-hmm. and it's got a shift kit and stuff. It probably needs gone through and resealed. And I'm okay. Okay. And like, well, an LS fit, like, well, technically it won't fit, but like you can trim the shock towers a little bit and it should fit. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So like. This is for the Falcon. This is for the Falcon. And I was thinking like there's way more LSs out there than 302s. That may not be true, but in my mind it is like, and I eventually want to do drag week style racing. Okay. So there's way more room to grow in an LS than a 302. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I felt like it was going to be quicker to do a six liter. Like when I was laying in bed this morning, half awake. And like, it was just like, I woke up, grabbed my phone, like texted Sam, like me and Sam have this thing from some TV show he watches. It's called bullshit. Like when you have just a harebrained idea, you text each other bullshit. Or call, but yeah. Or call and you're like, okay, let me know. So and, then, so then and you're that, just that, blowing out your ass. That just, that just sets the stage. Like this is a completely hypothetical situation. This question. So like for future reference, anybody out there, just set this up with your friends. If I text or call you bullshit, like just hear me out. So like right. I've done it before, like dozer bullshit. Like, okay, talk to me. Like I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to become an astronaut. Like, like this is where, like, this is why I think it could work. And this is why I don't think it work. Like let, like, Pros and cons go, you know, so that kind of sets the stage for like, all right. So he texted me this morning, bullshit. Like, all right, here we go. So 
I'm not going to put a 302 with a turbo in my... Which is in there, bolted in, and all the ports are bought. All of them. <laughs> I'm going to put a 6 liter with a turbo and do drag week. So the, go, go from there. Well, and <clears throat> you were like, no, you should do the 302 because everybody does LSs. And I'm like, okay. You know, and, I, and I can say that now because I have an LS right, Comanche outside. <laughs> and then I'll get more to that later, honestly. And, uh, you know, like 302 will be more, you know, unique. But I was like, dude, like to get 500 horse out of a stock bottom in 302, like that's like maximum. Okay. Like you start splitting the block and I've got an AOD four in there, which is only good to about 300 horse. And like how I, how I never planned on racing it. So everything in the car is set up for like 300 horse, which running a six inch wide tire, I should be able to do burnouts all day. Yeah. And it, it was just a tangent. And in my mind, half awake this morning, it was the quickest way to get it running. And now I think about it like it's totally not. They're not even close. Not even close. Like the motor is and transmission is bolted into the car. Like the exhaust is. Turbo's hung. Yeah, turbo's hung. Exhaust is half done. Like literally run fuel lines and wire it and it should run. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. Well, then Jeremy Kyle, who was supposed to be on the podcast tonight and dipped out on us. Well, he wasn't, Lame. he wasn't supposed to, I kind of, anyway, he mentioned it. Maybe Dozer he, mentioned it. He's putting an LS in a TJ and he kept on like asking me how I was going to, how I ran, how I would run my exhaust, blah, blah, blah. I was like, why don't you come look at my dad's Jeep, Sam and my brother and me did my dad's Jeep, put a five, three in it back before it was cool. Way before it was cool. Way before it was cool. And uh, so he came over and he pulled up in his square body Chevy okay. with a whatever he's got in it, 5.348, something. And it's got a sloppy stage two and just, you know, it's just slobbering all over itself. 3,000 stall converter, you know, when he's leaving, he's got to like half rev it up to, for it to leave. And he pulls up and it's slobbering all over itself, you know, camming and. We're looking at the Jeep, and I'm just like, I can't not have something LS. So I was like, my Jeep is it. Like, I'm, I'm going to LS swap the Jeep just because I've got to be trendy and have something LS swap. So we're back to LS swapping the Jeep. Bullshit. Yeah? Okay. Tell me more. So I was going to say, because I told you this morning, you were like, oh, well, the ice cream slash burnout car is the Falcon. But mm -hmm. I want to do drag week someday. Mm -hmm. So what I said was there's no law that says you can't have two cars. That's, I don't know if you ever said that, but I also agree with that. You know what else is sitting in your driveway right now? That Toyota? Yeah. No. Why not? It's it has a frame. Right. Who cares? That Comanche was. Well, it needs to. No. Mm. I would do an S10 or something. So what I need to figure out, I don't want to have a full like tube chassis bullshit car. Like I want something, I need to figure out how fast people go on S10s or Colorados. They go pretty freaking quick. And we may do something like that. But then it, do you LS swap a Colorado? They come with five threes. If you can find them. Yeah, that's maybe true. So then I got back to my roots and why not? Do a YJ or something, like, kind of... I got a two-door Cherokee. I will sell you cheap. Mm. 
Yeah, you want the front axle out of it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's low pinion, but. Mm, that's, well, mm, we won't worry about that. You know my opinion yeah, on those. I know my opinion on that. <laughs> so, and then, like, I, I momentarily got a little bit freaked out because I was like, when my Falcon and Jeep is done, like, then what am I going to do? Like, I'm already, like, not even close to finishing any, either of these projects. And I'm like, well, what, what's next? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so a drag week thing. And then you got to also remember I have a full tube chassis Opal in my garage that I could race drag week with. Could you, though? I mean, I, it would be an unlimited. Yeah, it, it would be on Unlimited. And once again, not my car. God, that I just, like, every time I look at that car, like, my back hurts thinking about getting in and out of oh, it. Oh, dude, it's miserable. Like, it's tough to get in and out of this Comanche with the high bolstered seat that's in it. Can you get in? The, did you guy get in that Jeep? Uh, No, I have not sat in that See Jeep. See if you can get in the driver's seat before you leave. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. So. Well, you got anything else? Um... No, not really. Did you ever check the message on the Facebook from John Russell? Uh, he he commented on Jake's podcast. Oh. And there was, over where he lives, there was a uh, um, uh, Kid Tracks dually for sale for oh. 50 bucks. Nice. But he sold it, so. Damn. Yep. Anyway. I don't know. I got nothing else. You got anything else? I'm done. Done? Stick a fork in me. All right. Well, guys, thanks for riding along with us on this one. And uh, if you if you have had Oxtail, message us. Or if you got in on the Holly sale, let us know what you bought. Or if you think ketchup spicy. Or if you think ketchup is spicy. Hey, oh, you, hey, we got to do what did we learn? What did we learn? And then you, you got a part number oh, for me? Oh, I don't. You, you do what did I learn first. So on this podcast... I learned that you have a hard time staying focused on one project and you need to have multiple projects in your life. Yeah. And everything else I pretty much already knew because I was kind of driving this whole episode. So I also learned um, make sure you have a flatbed non-enclosed trailer on standby when you car cruise. Yeah. What'd you learn? What did I learn? I forgot all about this, so I wasn't taking notes on what I learned. Um, I learned that uh, that uh, stories aren't made by not taking overnight trips to buy junk in the middle of Missouri. Okay. Um, I learned that uh, square body Chevys have... Uh, Quick detach mirrors. <laughs> Not reattach, just detach. Yes, quick detach. And uh, that was it. I was hoping. Oh, um, I learned that uh, some people uh, would rather eat the same thing every night or every time they go out to eat than risk finding something new they like, which is why they still date Sam. Ouch. <laughs> Shots fired. Deep. Wow. Okay. Uh, shoot. On that note, do you have a partner for me or are we just yeah, going to yeah, end it there? I'm okay. There. No, I got one for you. Um, TMS4E. TMS4E. That is a quarter inch drive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, T. 
TMS 480. Quarter inch drive flat socket? Nope. No? Quarter inch drive uh, speed handle. Oh, like wow. Never, handle. never, ever sold one of those. That's probably why. I was trying to do something fairly. So that's kind of like an old school thing. Nobody really uses a speed speeder I handle love anymore. Mine. And I've only I've only ever had them like come in used. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've never never had someone say order me one. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's probably right, why. Here we go. Uh, TM ten G. TM ten G. The G's throwing me off. TMM ten would be a ten millimeter quarter inch drive socket. Uh, TM10G. Mm-hmm. It's green. Nope. No? No. A quarter inch drive six inch breaker bar. <laughs> yeah, because everyone needs a quarter inch breaker bar. I don't know. I'm just bar. clicking on stuff. I forgot. Anyway. Well, All right, we'll right. end it on that one. That was a that was a two for uh, negative on Sam. I, two, zero and two on this one. So <laughs> Plus one insult. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks for riding along with us. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. I'm a whisper lost upon wind. I'm the ember that'll burn you down. I'm the water that'll drown you. I'm a star that's just a black hole now. I'm a terrifying danger. I'm a fruit decaying on the ground. I'm a swallower of falls and makes no of my head.